0: In arts and crafts class, what you gonna glue, brother? <laughs> that's right. Sorry, I know that's terrible. So, I have many more, though. Um, hey, welcome back to Tom Chat. Here we are. Uh, it's been a while since I had an episode come out, but I figured let's get going. Um, I switched computers, I switched microphones, all as well. So, here we are, anyway. Uh, I figured I was going to talk this week. Um, I'm still giggling about what you're going to glue, brother. (laughs) I figured I'd talk this week about wrestling. Pro wrestling is a huge thing for me, and it was only a matter of time before we were going to start talking about it. Um, So I started watching pro wrestling. I'm 42, by the way. Uh, Have I mentioned that? And I'm still watching pro wrestling um, a lot, like uh 9 10 11 hours a week maybe more of pro wrestling i know um i started watching wrestling when i was way young uh we lived in uh memphis there was uh, wrestling in memphis it's a big hotbed for uh, for wrestling but um i want to i want to fast forward though into like uh wrestlemania 3 1987 um that was on video and uh, I remember we there used to be these place places kids where you could uh, you'd have to go to a store, get this to get a video. Like it, we didn't have like phones with screens. We didn't have. I mean, we barely had phones in our hands. We didn't in nineteen eighty seven unless you had like you you unless you had like a car phone or like a, a, we, were, we were right on the cusp of those big Zach Morris phones. You know those big bricks. Um, along those lines um i saw that you used to be able to buy fake car phones that you could put like in your console in between your driver and passenger seat um because back then like having a car phone was such a huge status symbol that if you like couldn't afford it you still could get like a fake one but i (laughs) I digress um it's hard to digress into pro wrestling but uh yeah. WrestleMania three, Andre, the giant versus Hulk Hogan in the main event from the Pontiac silver dome, 90,000 plus in that place and, and, uh, Michigan. And, um, it, it was a huge deal and it was shown, um, like closed circuit. I believe it was pay-per-view anyway, it was shown like nationwide and it was a huge deal. I didn't see it on that broadcast, but I got to rent it a ton from the video store. And, um, I've probably to this day watched WrestleMania 3 from start to finish I don't know 200 times uh in my life maybe more um it has that Andre the Giant versus Hulk Hogan match in it but also it has what some people say is the greatest wrestling match of all time which is uh Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Macho Man Randy Savage but then there's people that are in this subgenre of, of wrestling that are so fickle um, that uh, they don't think that that's a great match because there was plenty of time to plan it out. And some people think that matches should be called on the fly. Um, so, a little bit about pro wrestling. Uh, pro wrestling kind of, you know, it goes all the way back to, you know, Greco Roman wrestling, it goes back centuries, at least the wrestling aspect does. When we really start talking about professional wrestling, I know what you're thinking. It's fake. Right. So the pro wrestling I'm talking about here um, and that you're thinking of goes back to like uh, the, the 1900s. Let's just pick 1900. And uh, that's not actually the the birth of it. Um, but we can go back and we can see, uh, you know, guys like P.T. Barnum traveling with uh wrestlers and then they would have uh, uh like contests like strongman contests nobody can beat this guy but they'd have plants out in the audience and uh and uh so it was just kind of a sideshow type deal it still is a sideshow type type deal it's just a billion dollar industry now but um throughout the years wrestling was a territorial system like the wrestlers that were wrestling in like the New England New York area um more different than the wrestlers who were wrestling in um the St. Louis area who were different than the Memphis area who were different than the Houston area um but all of in the Portland area Montreal but all of these pl- and all of these places had their own promoters um and what would happen is um after uh in the mid in the mid 1900s uh the St. Louis promoter decided hey let's like get all these people together and let's let's make a National Wrestling Alliance. Let's have like one title. We'll get together and we'll figure out who's going to be the champion and we'll give them the title and then what'll happen is you say if you were in uh Memphis, you could say, "Well, I want to book the NWA World Champion to come to my territory cuz It'll make us a bunch of money having like a special attraction. It'll get more people in the door. And then, um, you know, that person would be like that that champion would never like lose the title in that type of situation. They would only like change titles if there was like more eyes on the product. If it was like on a national uh, stage, if you will. Anyway, the territory system goes on and on, and I can get into every single one, and I can do it all day. But not not for this, not for this episode, and not really for this podcast. But uh, in the eighties, Vince McMahon takes over the WWF from his father. Uh, it used to be the WWF, it used to be Capitol Wrestling. Uh, years before that he takes it over from his father uh, vincent senior and uh, he basically buys up talent from the territories he he's based in the new york area he offers people more money they can um they can get like guaranteed dates to work um and he kind of gets TV involved in 1985. He makes WrestleMania. He gets celebrities involved at the time in eighty-five. I know you guys are like, eighty-five, what? Um in eighty-five the celebrities were like Muhammad Ali and Liberace and um Cindy Lauper. And it, it's just like it's just it, it's just those it was kind of like a a mish mishmash of celebrities. Mixed into wrestling to get more eyes on wrestling, right? Because then you can promote it on like TV shows, and you can you you can promote it in magazines, and then it it kind of takes this little carny product and puts it into people's living rooms. Um, People who wouldn't be watching wrestling are now like, oh, what is this? um, What is this wrestling thing? And um, WrestleMania One was was kind of like the start of this kind of global. Jeez, this global explosion, expansion of the WWF, of pro wrestling in general. Um, So now there have been so many WrestleManias. I mean, the first one was 1985. They do one every year that uh, WrestleMania three, by the time that comes along, there's already been a couple of years worth of media stuff gathering. And I think that's how everybody really got. That's how we got to 90,000 people uh, being in the Pontiac Silverdome in, in Michigan. In, in 1987 for WrestleMania 3, but um, let's, that's just a little bit about a teeny little bit of wrestling, like, where do you know wrestling from, is what I want to know, you can tweet me at underscore Tom Sherlock on Twitter, and I want to know, like, where did you first hear about it, I, and I don't even care if you like it or not at all, I just want to know, like, where did you, where, where, where have you encountered it, is it from, the rock being in movies now and you were like this Dwayne Johnson guy used to be a pro wrestler you know is that what it is is it you remember Hulk Hogan from when you were younger um if you're older than that uh maybe you remember Andre the Giant maybe you um lived on the east coast and you were a Bruno San Martino fan or maybe he opened a car dealership or something and you, you have a story about that uh, a lot of people I talked to uh, really got into wrestling in the mid and to late 90s during the WWF's Attitude Era, and that's when um, you got, like, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, guys who are really, like, uh, you know, Mick Foley, guys who are Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, guys who are really pushing, like the boundaries of what was allowed on television, and um, they were kind of moving away at that time from having wrestling be for kids, which, P.S., I don't think wrestling's for kids. Wrestling's not, I I, I don't think I should have been watching wrestling as a kid. Maybe the wrestling was different when I was a kid, but I I don't let my kids watch wrestling. Um, I don't think that the um, storylines are appropriate, and I also don't think that Uh, my kids should learn that as, as you might be able to hear my kids are, or might be actually be wrestling in the living room as I'm recording this, but, uh, um, I don't, I don't want them to think that you can settle scores with violence and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's kind of not something. And if your kids are watching it, awesome. If you're with them, sweet, you're doing your thing. I just feel uncomfortable about it, but, um, yeah that's where a lot of people um tell me they learned about you know wrestling was in the 90s when it was all over tv um they aired a match in the middle of the super bowl on another network of course it wasn't like the halftime show but um there was a lot of promotion for that in the late 90s and uh yeah where did you uh where did you hear about wrestling and now i'm gonna tell you where i watch wrestling so Monday nights, they have Monday Night Raw. It's a three-hour show that I watch on the USA Network. We have YouTube TV. Um, there's no sponsors here or anything. It's just me just, just talking. And uh, I like YouTube TV because I watch wrestling and I watch sports. And honestly, that's about all I've got going on on YouTube TV. But it's got all I need. And so uh, I watch Monday Night Raw on Mondays. Tuesday night, we have Impact. That's on the um, Access TV network. But... I don't have that included in YouTube TV, so I watch it at Impact Wrestling's Twitch channel. So twitch.tv slash Impact Wrestling. That's on Tuesday nights. Wednesday nights, we have on the USA Network again, uh, WWE's NXT. Um, that used to kind of be their developmental brand, and that's still kind of the idea is that, like, these are guys, they're not really minor league because they have major league production, but. Um, they're folks that uh, they haven't uh, invested enough in to be on that Monday night show, to be at the top of the upper echelon of of wrestling. Um, uh, it has the best action, probably, of any of the WWE shows. And uh, less talking than the other WWE shows. So that's Wednesday night. Also AEW, All Elite Wrestling is on Wednesday nights on TNT. That's two hours also. So they're both two hours on Wednesday. So there's four hours of wrestling there. Uh, Thursday night, I take a break. I think that's when I usually catch up on stuff that I haven't really um, looked at. NWA has a new uh, show that's on YouTube that I can watch that night um i can catch up on new japan pro wrestling stuff um there's a site World dot njpwworld.com and that's this awesome company new japan pro wrestling that's uh from japan and i love them with all of my heart and soul and they <clears throat> they excuse me they they run shows all year round and um they do a, a month-long tournament in the summers called the G1 Climax. It's really cool. And right now, as I'm as I'm telling you this, they're running two different tournaments. Uh, they're running a, a World Tag League tournament, which is cool because they've got some people paired together that you haven't seen before. And it's just tag teams. And then they have the Super Junior tournament right now, which is um, a weight limit thing. So it's like a cruiserweight thing, or it's it's not the heavyweights. It's the junior weights. And so there's a lot of like crazy flips and crazy action that happens there. So I also watch NJPW World. It's like $9 and it's like $8.80 or it's $9 or something like that a month. I really think it's worth it. And um, then we have Friday, we have on Fox, Fox 13 here in uh, in Utah. We have uh, the uh, SmackDown, WWE SmackDown. And so there's another two hours there. I'm trying to think like, what have I left out? Because then you have like a pay-per-view a month or so for WWE that's on a Sunday. Um, I'm not watching any wrestling on a Saturday unless it's New Japan where I'm trying to catch up. There's loads of places to watch wrestling, loads of free places to watch wrestling. And, uh, you know, Twitch is a good stop for a number of those. Uh, also fight TV has a bunch of cool stuff. If you go to fight.tv, there's a lot of free stuff you can watch there in Utah. We have a devotion championship wrestling that you can watch on there, which is pretty cool. Um, my buddy Trent does all the TV and, and, uh, commentary for that. And, um, he does, he runs a one man shop there and I don't know how, and it's a ton of work. And, um, you know, he really makes it look like um, it is top-notch production, and he really brings the level of the performers up in the care and the time that he takes into putting that show together. And it's local, right? So you know, you want to support a local business, and DCW is definitely the epitome of a local business. They started from scratch; they've been around for just a couple of years now. And uh, so, if you want to, and they have great, great shows at the Gateway in Salt Lake City. You're right. you heard me right. At the Gateway, right there in Salt Lake City, it's such a cool location. It's a good place to go down and get something to eat, and then catch a wrestling show or something. And uh, they're 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 also now sponsored by Al Snow. Al Snow is a legendary pro wrestler, and he has the Al Al Snow uh, Training Academy and. The Al snow wrestling association type deal and and so he he's now on board, and so they're using his curriculum so if you want if you live in like the Utah area, I know a lot of people who are listening aren't in the Utah area, but if you do, you can totally get a hold of uh manny smith manny lemons or go through the dcw facebook page and you can learn to be a pro wrestler it's not expensive there's a really good um curriculum that they follow and why not throw on some spandex or at least you know and hop around a little or or at least give it a shot if that's something you've you've wanted to do i think it's a good idea to uh kind of get vulnerable and do something like that that you never even dreamed of i know um You know, there's one guy who's a barber in the Salt Lake area, and uh, Trent, my friend Trent, who does the DCW stuff, has known him for quite some time. Uh, But I really just met him through uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling, and the reason is because barber by day, wrestler by night. This guy wanted to become a wrestler, and... He wasn't shooting for, like, I want to be The Rock. He was shooting for, I want to go entertain. I want to be part of the show. I love wrestling so much. I want to at least give it a shot. And uh, so that's what he did on the weekends. You know, he trained when he had time, and he did shows on the weekends. And there's a lot of people that that basically everyone's doing that that's at DCW. So give it a shot. Hit him up at uh, Devotion Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Um but there's also a lot of other cool free stuff um also the independent i'm going to pull my phone up cuz i'm going to say it wrong but iwtv live is an app that i have on my phone on uh and i have an iphone that has all sorts of awesome independent shows and i mean nationwide there's all sorts of good stuff there loads of content is on there and um I really think that's a good place for you to go to check out a bunch of wrestling. So there's loads of wrestling to watch. Um, we, I did an episode. I used to do a, uh, podcast with my, wow, Trent's coming up a lot tonight, isn't he? With my friend Trent, um, internet radio wrestling. And, uh, before that I did a podcast with my, uh, the doctor of rock, they call him here. He's a DJ, my buddy Dave. And, uh, Dave and I uh, did the World, what was it, the Wrestling Podcast Federation, it's been so long, Wrestling Podcast Federation, Turnbuckle Trash, that's what it was, Turnbuckle Trash. And uh, we talked about who our favorite wrestlers were, and at the time I picked Rob Van Dam. And you're probably thinking, who's Rob Van Dam? Because you're like, why am I still listening to this episode about wrestling? But if you do listen to wrestling, and you got this far, Rob Van Dam in ECW, I think, was basically the most honest wrestler out there. Rob Van Dam's stage persona wasn't even himself turned up to 100 100 or 1,000. Rob Van Dam was the same in front of the camera as he was away from the camera. And as someone who prides himself as being the same person in any social circle, it's very freeing. You ought to try it. Uh, I really respect that. Also... I mean the guy had flips and stretches and kicks and and unique move sets that other wrestlers didn't have that kind of like helped him stand out and especially in an ECW where it was kind of the land of misfit toys it, he really he really fit there and it was really cool to see um the the tumbling the gym gymnastics I would say type of wrestling that ECW didn't shy away from having um having Mysterio there and having Guerrero there and and bringing Japanese wrestlers in and stuff they they really were kind of the international uh option for watching wrestling in the United States at the time even if it was 1 in the morning and you had to find out where where it was airing on what channel it was probably starting halfway through a jewelry infomercial or something but that was kind of the uh that was kind of the allure of ECW um I'm a huge Hulk Hogan fan he's probably actually my favorite to be honest with you I have a picture on my fridge uh, of me and my, uh, let's see, it's me and my father and Hulk Hogan in between us, and um, I really, I really love that 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 picture and the interaction, and the idea that my Harvard-educated, three degrees from Harvard father, drove from uh, where we live in Logan, Utah, where I am, drove 90 miles south to Salt Lake City, where I was, where just... To Where I was meeting Hulk Hogan, he was like, you got to sneak me into the building. You got to get me down there and sneak me into the building so I can go with you and get a picture taken with Hulk Hogan. This is our chance. And I did. I I was working for a friend, so I had a pass. Snuck the old man in the building. uh, And we went and we got a picture taken with Hogan. And it's one of those, like, um, con things where, like, you know, you're kind of shuffled through like cows. So you don't have a lot of time to talk. But uh, it was nice just to, just to tell him thank you for the entertainment, and uh, get the handshake, and uh, get the take care brother from him. Uh, it just I don't know, and having that picture on the side of my fridge is brings me joy every day. Now a lot of people are gonna be like Tom, why do you like Hulk Hogan? He uh, has been in trouble for saying some pretty bad stuff, and uh, so I I want to differentiate. I really love the Hulk Hogan character, but that doesn't mean that I'm the biggest fan of Terry Bollea the person. I'm still working through that, and people aren't black and white. And from what I understand and how I view this thing, I can, I can, I'm, I'm, I haven't given up on Terry Bollea. But the Hulk Hogan character, get out of town, man. That guy was—he's the real American. He fights for the rights of every man. I mean how can you not, how can you not like that? (laughs) So, so that's how much wrestling I'm watching a week, if that's something you uh, ever wanted to know, but what I want to do is I want to talk wrestling, so now that we're getting kind of to the end of what I'm talking about here, if you hit me up at underscore Tom Sherlock on Twitter, and you watch wrestling, and you got this far, I want to Zoom call you, and I want to have a conversation about wrestling anytime, any day. I'm here. The computer's here. The microphone's here. The, it, we're ready to go. I'm ready to go. So let's talk wrestling and, and do more of it. And uh, I'm just, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be doing the podcast. Uh, you know, I also uh, have one coming up about my journey of going back to school. I'm going back to... Uh, Utah State University. I've decided I want to become a, a social worker. So we'll talk about that later. But let me leave you with a couple of wrestling jokes that are just as bad as the one I started this episode with. All right. How many Vince McMahons does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. The light bulb screwed the light bulb. How about if Scott, if Scott Steiner became a religious leader, what would be his name? Big. Papa Pope. <laughs> what, what, oh, man, that's terrible. Um, Why couldn't Kane light the fireplace? Because he loses all his matches. Oh, hey now. And uh, let's do two more. Why should you never ride with Vince Russo at the wheel? Because he's constantly swerving. And, uh, okay. okay oh boy um, what do you call the great collie without talent the great collie. thanks for listening to Tom Chat and look how far we've come